halfway there. You either got less hair or more coming out everywhere. Getting more deaf, worrying about death. All the tires you got are spare. Unexplained coffin while choosing your coffin. Getting some laughs in and choking on taffy. Squeaking more than a dolphin. Rolling at the kids, soiling undies with skids. Wondering if we fucked it up, can we still make the mic drop? Genexing, texting, vexing, exiting. But not yet, not yet. We're just halfway there. Halfway there. Hi, I'm Kim Gaynor. Hi, I'm Jenny Tear. Hi, I'm Camilo Fantasia, and this is Halfway There, a podcast about the new middle age. Wow, it seems like forever since the last time we did this. Well, it does. But since we're old, it feels like no time has passed at all. <laughs> I, it, it is weird being old. It's a combination of everything seems to take forever, and yet it goes by real fast, too. Exactly. You guys, before I came, um, I went swimming and these two elders. Oh, I always, I always, I love to swim before I come. Oh God, yeah, I knew that too. You're so gross. You set, you set us all up for this. Oh my God, you're like such a gay boomer. Who Ew. says uh, before I came? Gross, before I came to this podcast. Okay, anyway, and there were these two women in the locker room and they were having the most like elderly lady conversation i was like i'm five years away from this they were like god my sciatica when i get home i gotta have a, a painkiller and she was like i know it hurts so bad and um she, this w- woman was wearing like this particularly like flowy hippie top and she was like god what a cute top and i'm thinking to myself it's hideous <laughs> a yeah, you'll for two more weeks until you're like buying them in bulk Exactly. I'm like, look at I what I got at Walmart. Oh my god, I could barely get out of the chair. My sciatica, and I just was like, oh my god, this is the best it gets. This is the best it's gonna be. This is. I'm uh, always calling out Jim and his friends. It's like they've been here for five minutes visiting, and they're already talking about ailments. And I'm like, we can't have this at a party. <laughs> you feel like the hot young thing, Camilo. I I frequently I frequently. I don't even have to feel like it. I get labeled as. Wow. Because I'm like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to hear about your ailments. Not yeah. ready. It's not. That's in, the ticket. In 10 years. Surround yourself with people more elderly than yourself. And you'll always be the hot young thing. Yes. Do you think people, is. Kim, who are up 100 years old, just go to like cemeteries and they're like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm, <young and> <laughs> I'm a spring chicken around here. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. <laughs> I've been known to visit a cemetery or two. Maybe that's where what that's coming from. Wow. Yeah, exactly. I'm, no, I like to surround myself with younger people actually because I like that energy youth. I like to like absorb. You like and Madonna. To, I'm a um, like a I don't know a psychic vampire. Maybe I'm absorbing the youthful energy it's keeping me young the essence like the dark remember dark crystal mm-hmm. oh gosh yeah that's what i want from the young people that is why i am currently seeing someone who is much much younger than me oh my gosh that's right can we need my early my cooler jewel oh it's now official podcast dating 
Oh, you know what? I've dropped like a, a couple of hints and he does listen. And he's like, that was about me. And I was like, no, <laughs> no it wasn't. It was another 30 year old. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, I'll be like, okay, maybe it was. Yes. We've, we've lost Jen momentarily. I had to Jen. take out the leash for my dog because she's whining. But when I, when I show her this, she goes running to her, her dog bed. Wait, wait, that's the opposite of my dogs would be going out of their freaking minds if they saw a leash, like the barking, especially Miller. This is her training leash. It's very particular. So uh -huh. when she sees that she usually runs for her bed. She's really naughty after dinner. It's very strange. She like spends a good 45 minutes scrounging around for more food. Even though she just had her cheese bowl, <laughs> we give her cheese in this. Oh. We give her cheese. Yeah, she loves What do you want, dog farts? Um, yeah, exactly. She's a perfect princess, and she doesn't fart that much. We give her cheese like once a week. We put it in the bottom of the Kong, so she's just like she's she's mm. trying to get it out. So that leaves us like some moments of peace to actually eat. So. Um, Anyway, she's otherwise an angel, but if I take out the blue leash, she knows that she's going to get tethered. This sounds so bad. It really sounds like when the when Sister Maria pulls out the cane, you know, you it know what's like going to happen. It's about like your thruple dynamics, and it's, it's just weirding me yeah. out. Okay, you don't. You're, I mean, Jen, why? Why are you always bringing the inappropriate to this podcast? It's just relentless. Because we gotta, sex with you. That's right. That's me. Um, I'm sex positive, you guys. I'm going to write a New York Times op-ed about it. Um, At least a media yes. article about it, right? Exactly. Oh, God, yes. my <laughs> The only place I'm destined to be published. <laughs> Self-published, <laughs> sadly. So I live for your YouTube articles, by the way. Thank you. Oh, that's sweet. Kim was just stateside, y'all. We had her. We had her in the in the um, in the nation state for a little while. Was yes. there anything that you noticed being out of the country that when you come came back, you were like, "Oh, this strikes me as different, or worse, or better, or any thoughts yeah i mean so many little things like that i can say that there was one really intense moment when i was in the was it nordstrom's rack one of my mom's favorite places in the strip mall um in in arlington and we're all in this line and everywhere you go in texas it's like in public places because it's an open carry state it'll say no, no firearms, you know, meaning yeah. like leave them in the car because we know you have them and you're packing. Um, but we were standing there in, in line and the lights went out um, oh. and it oh, was wow. like a collective gasp. Of, and it was a long line and a lot of people packed in. The lights went out. There was like a noise and it was like, <gasps> like, and I realized everybody all at once is afraid at the same time that we are about to experience a mass shooting. So that is oh something God. that I never experienced before that spontaneously, I was not even thinking it, but I was in the collective unconscious of with everybody else who had the exact same thought because we all talked about it like a second later after the lights came out. It was uh, after the lights came back on. 
Um, apparently it was because the power grid was really taxed because they're, they're having a heat wave and a drought there. And it was like a yeah. hundred degrees that day, but everybody was like, are we about to like be shot to fucking yeah. hell? And everybody was fucking nervous and some people left, you know? So that was one major thing. This, the open carry signs, that was another thing. All, I mean, a lot of this is very Texas specific. I was also in New York for a hot minute yeah. and had a a really lovely brunch. Um, it was on the Upper East Side. So I was like, this is so weird. Um, but, but my overall like feeling was like, oh God, I miss this place. Like, I mean, yeah. I do love New York. Yeah. Um, and and the the amount of stuff, like the the impulse to buy and collect yeah. things and get stuff, and I did buy a lot of stuff. Um, was uh, was a lot and that's kind of a weird feeling and I had you bought a gun like you bought a gun and some ammo i did buy a gun yeah. um which you can probably now carry uh, around new york uh, fyi yeah. an ak-47 oh god so that's scary funny. it's did, fucking insane. did you look i don't want to besmirch the memory of anybody but did you read the story about the two hikers in tennessee no so this no. young couple in their 20s was hiking in Tennessee and uh, a woman flagged them down as they were driving by pretending that oh, the car was broken I, down. I saw it, but didn't read it. And, like, and then sort of at gunpoint said, come into the woods and give me all of your money. Oh my well, God. It so happened that this 20 something year old guy was armed. So he started a gunfight. Holy like, shit. And he ended up getting killed. Yeah. And it's like, just give up your money or whatever you have. Don't, yeah. don't get killed. So it, it just appends this whole concept of a good guy with a gun, you know, will solve the situation. And it's, it's extremely sad. Although depending on how deranged the person is, sometimes even after you give them your wallet, people will shoot you. That absolutely. So do I you mean, think, I don't know. But your best chance in that situation was definitely giving up your money, not to like flip this into some victim blamey thing. And no, I don't, I don't want to do that either. It's it's yeah. it's just a scary situation. I know we've all thought like, what would you do or what should you do? Um, and I'm curious, have either of you been mugged? No. Um, yes, without a visible gun that I knew of when I just yeah. gave up what I had, which was not much. I know you have then though, Jen, tell us actually Jen has been mugged. Uh, three times when I lived in Baltimore. Crazy. Three times. Yeah. It was pretty, it's a, you know, it's a very violent city and it just has a lot of poverty. I mean, ultimately that's really the causation of crime. In my opinion, I don't think most people, I mean, you have psychotic people, sociopaths who, who I think are attracted to crime, but I think so much of it comes out of socioeconomics um do you think the situation would have been improved in any case if you had a gun oh no i mean the first time was at a gas station and i'm pretty sure he pretended to have a gun and I, you know it's crazy when i was in school i was so 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 broke i was so bad with money and i didn't i just didn't have a lot of it so like he, i was like i have five dollars that's yeah. all i have to put in in my car and um, the other time was at a McDonald's drive-through. 
And I was with someone actually who started arguing with the guy. And that was a gun. Yeah, that was a gun in the actual window. And I was like, don't fucking know. Wait a minute. The person in the drive in the business was holding you up? Wait. No, no. We were in the McDonald's drive-thru. And so we were, we like put the window down about to get our food. And somebody came and like. On foot? No. Yeah. Fucking nuts. And then were were you at the window yet? Like, so that. No, we were in line basically. And crazy. He asked for. That's really bold because there's so many witnesses. Yeah. I know, but the city's really so beleaguered in some ways that I think um, they just. I I, I don't want to say it's lawless, but there's definitely like. I mean, I think it, there's an understanding that there's quite a bit of crime and unless it's some high level, you know, it's, unless it's something really pretty, um, I want to say like a homicide, you know, a petty, a petty burglary or um, mugging there, the police are unlikely to pursue it or solve it. Even, even when I was in college mm-hmm. and the guy I was with started to argue with, this man and I just was like I mean I had enough sense actually I was like stop it shut the fuck up and give him your wallet you know yeah Um, absolutely and then the third time was actually um there were two guys in a car and I saw an old woman get it didn't happen to me it actually happened to somebody that I was I was walking down the street two guys in a car they stopped the one guy got out and punched an old woman and took her purse. So I have oh. seen violent crime. I mean, I've, I, I guess I have seen violent crime and I've certainly, I've had two, two experiences where someone mugged me. And I also had somebody follow in San Francisco. I had a, like a very psychotic man follow me off the train. Um, and it's really, you know, it's very scary. It's, it's very hard to, to be, it's hard. I, I certainly, I certainly no a gun would not have made anything better, but I, I definitely, I don't. I guess I empathize in a way. I I I, I just don't know what the human. I I don't know what. I don't think there's any good way for people to react. Like I think when you feel like you could die, people are prone to do really crazy things. Yeah. Yeah, it's just you're. I don't know if it's statistically, but I think Kim was trying to hint at that if you do nothing and are compliant, you're much less likely to be injured or be killed. Like that's, I think it's, that's, I think it's statistically your best course of action. Yeah. It's not. It's definitely not guaranteed. But um, when you when you are introducing like another firearm into the situation, then it gets really dicey. I told you guys privately that I was considering getting a firearm here um, because I, I, I just felt alone yeah. and scared in a big house and like a, and you attract a lot of attention as a single woman here. And then I just was like, let me just dig into this and the statistics. And like, first of all, if you're going to get a gun, if, 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 and you're a woman, especially if you're anybody, please get trained. Yeah. Please not just I mean not just just not just a little training a lot of training but the thing that I kept 
kind of running into is that yeah, um, guns are turned on women a lot. And also not just women, anybody. You're in that situation. If you're not well-trained, the gun can be taken and used against you. And then there was an article I read about just what happened to people who actually even successfully discharged the firearm. It's, your life is forever changed. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of them killed young people, kids, who were Desperate. they put themselves in very dangerous situations, but were they capable of knowing just how serious, like deadly, literally serious, um, it could be? Maybe not. So, you know, you you just want to consider the gravity of it, and ultimately, at least. For now, I'm not going to ever rule it out in the in the future. I just choose not to. And yeah. I mean, the, the discussion about what gu- guns in the U.S. and the NRA and how, what complete psychopaths they are and how lazy and greedy and stupid our politicians are to to be bought by the NRA, you know, and the fact that we have these mass shootings that are just commonplace in the U.S. and still there's just scant little legislation to prevent it because there just is no political will because of the NRA. It's it's sickening. It um, is. That's a different conversation. The NRA and also there's a really good article in New York Magazine about the biggest owner of guns. It's a private equity um, company called Cerebus Capital. They're the ones who bought all of the- Cerberus. Um, Cerberus, they're the ones who also bought all the buildings in Spain after the financial crisis. Right. And it's this, he's kind of a, a, a discreet billionaire who lives in Connecticut. Um, and it's really sickening if you, yeah. if you read it. He owns like Remington Steel and all of these huge gun Hang manufacturers. On. Remington Steel is a TV detective. Oh, no, no. But, starring, but what's called? his name? The former Bond Remington Rockefeller. Yeah, something. I know <laughs> what you mean. Like, Remington Steel own- will not be besmirched. He's very sexy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, they own Falcon Crest. He's, he's, um, the, he's the, the sexy. <laughs> Who was the sexy British Bond? Um, of, like the nineties. Wait, what? Roger Moore, Sean Connery, both. Sam. No, no, the, the Daniel uh, Craig. The oh, in between. God, I mean, those are intern. the intern. Tim Timothy. There was one who Pierce did Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Brosnan. Yeah. Okay. Pierce Brosnan. Okay. Well, Sorry. anyway, they own like they own like Knotts Landing gun manufacturing. No, but yeah, <laughs> um, they own like the big ones. And We're really dating ourselves. A Falcon Crest arms manufacturer and, uh, industries. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's very sickening here. The, the country's just absolutely drowning in guns. Jontaine always threatens to learn to shoot and i'm like no yeah. way dude I, no. I always feel like i empathize with like a 55 year old lesbian who lives on a ranch in wyoming and like has a shotgun like that i don't know that doesn't um you know wild animals are yeah or yeah. a warning shot at the coyotes that might get her right her lambs 
Yeah. Right. I just, I just don't think that maybe white men should be allowed to have guns or any kind. Like that's, that's the, that's the, that's. Although the kid in Uvalde was a Latino kid. I mean, I really, I really think that we should get away from like the idea that somehow violence. Overwhelmingly, it is white. Men, um, also, there's massive amounts of gun violence in poor black communities. And, and yeah. actually, just in Philadelphia and the homicide statistics there are sickening. Yeah. South and you know, Chicago. Exactly. It's, yeah, of course. Yeah. And, they are, but as you already noted, it uh, is very tied to economics. It is. I mean, who 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 that's you know, that has been kind of the battle cry of the far right for a long time, black on black violence. All violence within communities, all violence is more likely to be perpetrated um, uh, against uh, your same race. That it is, every and, and your family member. It has been turned around to be black on black violence when, when in actuality it's, white on white violence, obviously more white people kill white people than any other people every year, more black people kill black. That's just how it works. So I'd like to get away from that, like, narrative. You're also also more likely to be a mass shooter. I'll say this. mass shooter if you are white. I know, but I think there's something very sickening about when these mass shootings come out. Everybody breathlessly waits to see what what ethnicity it is to prove their point about how they feel about a certain group. I don't think that is indicative of a healthy society in any way. I really don't. And I I would like encourage people to stop doing that because we're talking about fucking tragedy and violence. I'll try try my best. Oh, it just fulfills my idea of what a certain demographic does. I just I I just don't I know that's like very trendy online and it's become like it's not just trendy. It's like FBI the FBI has to set up a separate task force to specifically deal with white terrorism. Like that's so it's not and like it's, it's, con- it's not this abstract. It's not an abstract concept. Excuse me, having yeah. just For years, we've been targeting brown people, any body who's wearing any kind of head covering, people from Muslim countries, yeah. Arabs, Sikhs. We've been conflating them all together. The government's done that. The U.S. has got done that. All you know, so. What do you think the Patriot Act was, Camilo? It was completely targeted towards Muslim communities. I'm sorry. But that was, what, 20, 25 years ago? My point is that we've been wrongly, uh, we've been wrongly targeting those people. And Camilo has a point that that young incel white men are a huge risk factor for these they shootings. They are, but it's clearly, clearly bleeds into all ethnicities. If anything, I think people get radicalized online. Look at the guy who shot up the, like all those people or tried to in the subway. If you look at his YouTube videos, he's a very disgruntled like man who basically, I mean, I just, I, I just personally think that the idea that you can pinpoint everything on, let's just, no, kind of nobody's saying that. We're just saying that it's an area. It's a particular area that needs to be explored. It's not. It's but not black or white. Literally, it's. it's and, but here's my thing. The idea that the FBI somehow is an honorable entity, and I think that's one of the worst things about the Trump years, is like liberals worshiping the fucking FBI. Who I have know. a. I'm an FBI really, fanboy now. See. 
yeah, who have a extremely disgusting history, like a, a really I mean, like anybody, anybody who has, has looked. I mean, I, I think plenty of people know that the FBI um, is has a very long history of shady dealings, of being super racist, of, you know, I MLK comes to mind. They like waged a campaign of terror against him, threatening him, black trying to blackmail him. Um, and the list goes on and on with the shady fuck shit that they've done. But to I just don't when 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 liberal talking points or any talking point becomes very similar to the right wing talking points on Fox and Friends, I get uncomfortable and I start to question it. And that's one of the things they do. Oh, you know, um, they want to target white men or they want to replace us. It starts to merge together. We can talk about these things and not simplify them. We can do that. We can hold all of these truths. Uh, we can't pinpoint who's going to do a shooting based on their race. But to ignore race is also probably foolish. You know, there's got to be a way to synthesize all of this information and yeah. not target people and not simplify things. You know, think, it's not yeah. easy. Yeah, but also, I'm just repeating myself that I think that there's something that one of the worst things about online discourse is when there are these events like mass shootings and everybody breathlessly waits to see who perpetrated it so that it can prove their thesis point about whatever race they think is the most problematic. You're not wrong, but I do think that in 2022, this is this is probably a very blanket optimistic but I do think that the FBI and the CIA and so on, they at least are trying to be data driven and they're looking at the data and they're looking at who is implementing all these like terrorism plots nationally, all these mass shooting plots. And they've determined this I'll is an area into the coups of the yeah. government. Yeah. And they've determined this is an area. Who was, who was there Jan six in uh, full force? Not saying that know, was. But- but so, like, so it doesn't it, it's not concerning to me that they are allocating resources to this particular area of concern. Like, why are we they've they've looked at the data, they've looked at the information that they have and they've determined, yeah, we need to keep an eye on these kinds of white guys. It I doesn't know, preclude okay, them. I'm, it doesn't preclude them from looking at other. I'm not issues. saying that it does. Yeah. I'm not saying that it does. But I I I I. I'll maintain that I think one of the worst things that's happened in the Trump years is this slavish devotion to the CIA and the FBI as somehow these these like honorable institutions. I just fundamentally I'm just not going to buy into that. And also, too, I mean, I would urge both of you to read about the Michigan like that that plot to like suppose to to abduct Gretchen Whitmer. It's really disturbing. Like six of them were FBI agents. They can't even prosecute the case, pretty much, because I neither. I'm, I'm certainly. I've already told you how I feel about the FBI. I mean, that 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 really doesn't have any much to do with the fact that statistically speaking, what we're dealing with is an insurgence of a certain uh, demographic of young white male 
that has been identified to be more dangerous in these sort of mass shooting situations. So, um, yeah. And yeah. like, I mean, the kidding Uvalde, I guess, was the exception. Um, I would say that there's definitely a problem in terms of like men feeling very disenfranchised and in general, modern life leading to massive feelings of alienation that result in violence. It's it's I mean, true. But Jen, I, I'm sorry. I can't I can't like feel really sorry for these poor put upon um, virgins who are angry at, at having literally I'm sorry, like you I, I like that you have this very like different point of view that is yeah i i think it's not pc i think that's needed and like we need that talking point but i'm sorry i don't feel sorry for these fucking kids who sit around consume all of this fucking shit they have everything they live in their parents basements they have everything given to them we do know their gen their demographics they're not poor they're not they're not you know disenfranchised um as far as economics go, they're virgins and they're angry and they have taken on this battle cry of you will not replace us. And it's bullshit and it's a I lie. That's true, and it is true, though. Yeah, it is true. You're, you, the kid who shot up Sandy Hook, I mean, I don't think his his battle cry was you will not replace us. That was not that he wasn't that he he shot up a bunch of like I I don't know what the demographics of that yeah. class were, but I don't that was not a racial. Was he not a young white male? Huh? Yeah, but those was were white, young those white were, male. I think I think that they I, were. I think that's part of it. It's not. It's not every. They were, it's not. They were. He wasn't. He shot up a room full of six year olds who were for the most part I think white. Yes, but I mentioned a lot of things young white disenfranchised you you will not replace this is just one element a lot of them have been a lot of them have been identified to be like quote unquote incels they the kid are in colorado james um the kid who shot up the the batman screening i believe he yeah. was a paranoid schizophrenic who several times had asked for help and if you okay, look at that well, you're muddying the waters. But, I mean, you're the water. looking at the exception. You are. Because, because no, I would I, you I, think that I'm just going to mix in people that have um, real mental health issues that, that I know that have been ignored? But you don't think that that's part of it? Well, I, I think, do think, I think they all have mental health issues. Part of it, and I'm sorry, I'm not going to take up for these young white men when historically there's been 200 years of terrorism against black people. Fuck them. Fuck them, Jen. I don't give a fuck. They need to be brought to justice. We need to call it how it is. And we need to say if they're young white men who've been given every privilege, who are angry at, at, at the system that is built for them for some fucking reason, and then go and murder people, they need to be punished. And it needs to be called out for what it is. Fuck them. You and I also, I want to add to that, that if you don't want to keep it to white men, fuck straight men that that pick on transgender gay people walking down Absolutely. the street, minding their own fucking business in, in Philadelphia, the worst city in the country to get gay bashed um, like in recent history, that it's like 
why are we giving straight men so much latitude and sympathy? I also agree. Fuck them. Like they are the ones who need to make the effort to not get themselves into into these situations. Like, like the country, the country is insane. I mean, overall, the U.S. just writ large is insanely violent. I mean, it's insanely, it's an insanely violent country. And the whole idea of we're going to beat the shit out of somebody who's walking down the street that we don't like is a very Anglo concept. It happens in the UK too. So I think we imported it from the UK slash Scotland. It's yeah, I agree with Kim. My sympathy meter is at minus. Okay, but what if doing the gay bashing isn't like a straight white man? I mean, what if it's another race? I mean, mean, this is all very not all men, hashtag not all, you know, it's like that's, yeah, Yeah. these things happen and But it's the reality is it's always a, a like a gaggle of bros. Like that's with the gay bashings. That's always it's, what it's it fucking it's is. Not just, it's not just it's they are empowered to do that, Jen. That yeah. is the case. Because if you are a black man, you're a black person in the United States, you don't walk down the street like that. You don't start shit unless you're really you have a death wish. That's true, but That's I'll, true. I'll say if you look at what's happening in California, there have been a huge amount of crimes perpetrated against Asian Americans, mm-hmm. and there's yeah. a huge percentage of them who are like, they're black people in Oakland. I mean, and I think those, ki- I think they're fucked up kids, you know, who've been given a yeah. fucking raw deal, and the way they deal with life and interpreted it, and probably you know deal with it is through violence. I don't think that's good, but it's not like white tech bros doing that. Well, but we're not. I mean, listen, we're not talking listen, about that. No one, I would never excuse any kind of violence, but like what you're doing right now strikes me as what about ism. It's not. Um, we're really talking not. about mass violence and mass shootings and and the, the number of people that are killed in these incidents um, because of the firearm and because of the setting and because of the manifesto is just so much more than these isolated incidents, which are also terrible, which also, yes, we can talk about the racial dynamics. I do not shy away from that. But every time, you know, just saying, what about this black person, the killer? What about this other person? Or what about this white person being, you know, poor or downtrodden? I'm like, come on. It's like, I'm not picking up their motherfucking mantle. Not going to do it. Can't do it. I'm not picking up the mantle for white terrorism either. No, I'm I don't think you are. I, can, I, I think you can attack. I didn't say that, but no, I, 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 it sounds I, like you're picking up the mantle for misunderstood, um, downtrodden white men I who guess, might be wrongly accused or something like that. It's not that. I think that the country's insanely violent and we're experiencing a genuine like post-pandemic fraying of society. I mean, like, okay. Can, but do uh, you think that you are equally prone to violence as Camilo is, or I would be in the United States, in middle America, do you think that that's the case? Hmm. That I personally am? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, I'll be honest with you, I think we're, uh, I think we're all more bound together by our social class, you know, and our education. We all- Nobody can we- see my social class, Jen. They only see that I'm a black woman. No one can see my motherfucking social class. No, I mean, the areas you are, the city you live in, the, I mean. But, 
Okay, but I mean, I'm hearing what you say, but I, I, I think that the, what I'm saying is a real answer to what you're saying. For you, I, your social class matters. For, 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 for anybody who's, for I don't know, maybe... Us, you don't think for sorry. all of us, you don't think for all of us, our social class matters? I do think that my social class matters, but I think that the first thing that is seen about me in most places in the United States is not my social class. So you think what you're saying is I'm the least I'm the least likely to be the victim of violence? I don't, I don't know. It was a question. I Maybe I will, Milo because he's a man I, I and he's yeah. sort of I'm the only person. <laughs> but but what, what I meant to ask is I mean do we you just talked about this. Is, I will I will admit to feeling like a woman is more likely to experience violence than even me as a gay man because I am not I don't know. Uh, uh, Effeminate, quote-unquote. In a way, yeah. I'm. I think I feel like I'm a little bit effeminate, but I'm not. I don't. I don't think most people get it. Although I've been, it, it I've been yelled at things I, on the street. I don't but, know. Yeah. But I think it's valid to ask yourself that. Yeah. You know, um, who's most safe, and yeah. are we all really on this equal um, level playing ground as far as like our our being prone to violence. I don't think so, Jen. And whatever my class is in the United States, I guarantee you, it is not nearly as visible as my race. Yeah. Um, do, uh, I, I don't wanna, okay, so do we wanna move on to our weekly we subject or, 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 or keep right. on? I'm just, I'm the, clock, I'm the master clock keeper. So, um, but, but I did wanna say that I know that Jen has a big heart and she's just looking to, you know, she just sees the she sees the positive and she wants to she wants she to get the benefit I of the doubt. Where she, comes from. Yeah. she doesn't want like easy generalizations and yeah. the discourse to just be taken over by liberal talking points, blah blah blah. But I don't want them to be talking taken over by like Fox News either. Yeah. And when things start sounding similar i start to question i will question on both ends i mean i like i said i i told you guys openly i might get a motherfucking gun i don't care what liberal people think if it protects yeah. me that's what i'm gonna fucking do but what did i do i fucking read about it i did my research and i made the decision that i don't think it would make me safer that's me yeah. I I uh I hope that I don't share Fox News talking points. My 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 no. essential point effectively is that I think we we live with a disgusting shut up Shantane. Shut up, Shantane. <laughs> um, I think that we live I I I think we live with a disgusting a disgusting abhorrent inhuman amount of violence. Liberals are never right. What? Liberals are always right. I mean, I think that God, I don't know. Don't let your man spoon feed you talking points. Tell your tell your man to shut up. I mean, he's background. Make him get on camera right now. He's got very head. He's he's. We should have him on one time. Um, we should. I think that I think that. What do I think? I think we live with an inhuman, inhuman, inhumane amount of violence in this country, and it's really overall really disgusting. And one thing. Uh, that I felt when we were in Philadelphia and increasingly I feel in American cities is there's like this, you know, there's the nice restaurants and the fancy boutiques and 
and then like five to 10 minutes away, there are people living in horrible poverty and the violence that comes with it. And it made me feel really sick. Like I thought it was really sickening. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, I find it less and less enjoyable to like have these luxurious meals and like buy $200 sundresses when there are people who are really suffering in like with their actual and paying for it with their lives. And what, I, I, what about getting married at your Southern plantation that you own well, and being very public about it? I read, I, I kind of recently read something about that, that um, by a um, civil, the good- civil war reenactor yeah. and, and her um, black friend kind of calling her out on that. Very uncomfortable. All, all the goodwill they had earned in the past three yeah. months is evaporated. It's just horrifying. Um, do we want to keep chatting or do we want to talk about the subject that I had in mind? Let's throw in the subject you had in mind. Okay, I think because it's, the, it, it's a perfect transition because if reality is too much, move into the virtual <laughs> world. Yeah. In 30 years, stuff will be different. How different? We don't know. But we'll speculate for the show. Come along for the ride. Okay, so the uh, the the old gray lady are stalwart. The um, Upper East Siders, New York Times. The Upper East Side Brunchers, New York Times. <laughs> right, Kim? Yes. Recently had an article by Madeline Aguilar called Phantom Touch and the Real Pleasures of Virtual Dating. Just a girl looking for love in the metaverse. And um, I love this opening paragraph. It's, to me, it's classic, just insane New York Times article that just comes out of left field. But it's on our first date, writes Madeline, CC, which is the, I guess the, pseudonym for whoever they met and i met on a floating platform suspended in the middle of a distant galaxy as with much of space travel we experienced a few technical difficulties cc as they've asked to be called was supposed to be a rabbit but they looked to me like a small animated girl in a hoodie with large cat ears and a tail and for several minutes my body that of a lanky blonde woman in a cropped puffer jacket and leggings crawled around in a half squat like a terrier looking for the right spot to relieve themselves. So so this article is basically about (laughs) does that not sound appealing to you? I, I would think that you wouldn't have to pee-pee and poo-poo <laughs> in the metaverse. I, I, I hope not. I no. think the idea is that like like um, Mark Zuckerberg's horrible meta, you know, interface where I, I recently saw he had the the Eiffel Tower and the Sagrada Familia behind him and, and like these aw- just awful low poly graphics that were from 30 years ago, quality-wise. Oh, yeah, you said does. But his, yeah. his avatar looks exactly like him, like... Yeah, like dead-eyed. Like, just, yes, dead-eyed and just, like, everything else about him, like... Yeah. Like an and, like an android, uh, ironically, I guess. Mm-hmm. So there's this cottage industry of um, VR, I guess, hubs, meeting places, such as Never Met... Flirtual, which is gets the prize for the best um, punny name, 
Second Life's Lonely Hearts Dating Agency and uh, Match.com's upcoming Single Town, where you basically go and you hang out in these virtual reality worlds and um, try to meet people, right? Yeah. And um, on the surface, it sounds really good. I mean, I like this statement by never met CEO, he says, we intend to change the dating market where physical attraction will become one of several factors rather than the primary way people connect. So this whole idea that you're not uh, defined by your physical appearance sounds appealing on the surface, right? Yes, ish, sure. <laughs> if ish. you're ugly. <laughs> oh my God. But, okay. <laughs> I, I will, the other day I saw a teen couple and both were, they were holding hands and they were both, I'm sure wonderful people, but they were objectively, according to current standards of beauty, ugly. Oh, this is not in the metaverse. This no, in, in real, real life. life. And I thought, wow, like this is, okay. I thought these people who are, okay, unconventionally beautiful, they've found, a, you know, they've, They've made it work for them. Like, they've found each other, I guess. Why would they have problems finding each other otherwise? Well, that's the question that I'm asking is, is I feel like we're in an era of maximum body positivity. So not maximum, maybe, but getting there where these teens, I like Jen, the faces that Jen's making. Fontaine is... These teens were like willing to publicly show that they were together and happy and willing to PDA about it, which I feel like that would not have, I don't, I don't think that would have happened when I was a teen. So and maybe I'm drifting away from the subject of what we're talking wait, about. Wait, 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 but, but I, I want to make sure I grasp this. You don't think that two like equally, sorry, forgive my bluntness, equally ugly people would have found themselves and been will, found each other and been willing to be um, public with their love when you were coming up? Yeah, I feel like in our day, they wouldn't have. Is, am I well, wrong? I feel that, well, I think that I, I've read that basically people who are, and this listen this, <laughs> it's more complicated than that but people who are of the same attractiveness level generally gravitate towards each other yes. unless there's some element that's like skewing the curve for one of the people uh he's really ugly but he's rich sorry that's misogynist and like typical but you know or right he's, I agree. I just feel like that used to happen more in adulthood uh, and you didn't see it so much. There was just a shame at the high school, maybe college age even of, you know. So you uh, so other people would rather be alone, even though they know they themselves are not considered. Yeah. And maybe like all the media posited that they were like, you know, sort of lusting over somebody super much hotter than them. And they were, you know, tormented by that. Like that was sort of the pop culture idea. But if that, but if the girl took off her glasses and like shook out her hair, you know, she'd be okay. And that was like a very normal, she'd be hot then. And that was a very normal kind of 
idea meme almost in our in our day that doesn't really yeah. you can't do that so you don't she was never do that really anymore ugly. she never thing. was ugly to start she was with never right? really ugly he right. could be but he can compensate he can yeah. compensate in other ways so that's just a like yeah. sexist trope that yeah. does have some degree of truth because no. patriarchy misogyny I just, to me, when I saw this couple, I was like, there's no way in my high school or anywhere or anywhere in my youth, I, this would have happened, like this couple holding hands. I never saw anything like it. And I don't know, maybe their relationship started in a virtual world. Maybe it started in IRL. Maybe it started a Magic the Gathering thing, which is, I, 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 I don't want to assume that they're nerds, but they probably are. It's just, Since all of us are so incredibly attractive and, and yes. would not know about what ugly people had to do when you, <laughs> I don't know how we would ever know, but. Um, Can I dig myself you know. out of this? I just, I want everybody to meet somebody and find love. That's not, you know, that's not, but I, but I do feel like I what have a they super... don't think they're ugly? That's a good point, Jen. It yeah, doesn't, um, it doesn't matter think? because society will have let them know, let okay. them know very clearly in right. some way at some point yeah. in their lives Okay. that they are I, not desirable. And right. it's, it's I, not good. That's not a good thing, but right. it, it still happens. I have a question for you both, so. Okay, I guess, kind of about this why do you think that beauty doesn't come in for the same kind of critique that everything else does in terms of the whole discussion over privilege mm -hmm. like i mean there are discussions there are discourse there is discourse about pretty privilege quote unquote and right. um that that is a thing but i i agree that it is kind of ignored and left in the background and sometimes very attractive people who've gotten very far you know it's almost taboo to be like but you're also really gorgeous you don't think that has helped you yeah i mean yeah. i do think that there's yeah. more room for discussion even like you know things like this is kind of an adjacent conversation it, like we're sounds like we're talking really about like female beauty in particular. But for yeah. instance, if you look at like the CEOs of Fortune 500 companies, yeah. they're all ugly. Uh, the male version of this. Well, they're all male, or they're mostly all male, overwhelmingly male, and they're over six feet tall. Interesting. Like, 95% or something crazy. So that's yeah. just, that's not accident. That is like the culture very strongly saying, okay, you, in order to be powerful, you need to be tall. That's considered attractive. That's the male equivalent, you know, um, and that will get you far. And, 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 and for women, yeah. yeah. Uh, living up to like certain beauty standards will yeah get you farther probably in most fields yeah well, so this is oh yep but it doesn't i'm thinking specifically of someone you and i know kim who's probably one of the meanest people i've ever worked i with. know who you're talking about because oh. we have this, this person have this, oh. this person can be very mean this person is like by all measures she's uh, successful very and, successful and, and very very attractive 
and very yes. tall. Uh, no, tall she's as well. She's oh, it's a woman, tall. so not required. Yeah. And she's beautiful. She is. Uh, yeah. And she's very, very pretty. And she's well, very, I, very. Mean. I can't wait wants. till after the after the recording. <laughs> stop well, and you can, wait. Anyway, how much also, money does somebody need to donate to the Patreon no. for you to reveal? the name all of, the blind items all of them yeah yeah how many five five hundred dollars what how much how much a month God. to reveal the name but that only to a, them only to them though so they would have to sign an nda uh, in addition. okay so they sign an nda for how, no much, how much how do much don't give me a figure a thousand a thousand a month a month yeah Oh come on! You're 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 making it so nobody will ever. I hope that that Charles Koch listens to our website and he's dying to know. Um, Okay, so I I, I often um, think of that when I see some things that she she will say online, and I think to myself, "Oh, it's interesting. No one's ever gone after you about that point of privilege." Which seems. I wonder really- if they have. I wonder if she just, you know, was able to wiggle out of it. Like honestly, to honestly, I could imagine this person saying, "How fucking dare you, you white <laughs> fucking person?" Oh. I mean, yeah. honestly. Oh. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I not need the answer. I'm I, so. This is this is just too like titillating for our audience. I don't think they can handle it hearing more without that. Can I reel anyway, this back? Something... Can I reel this back to I the thought article? Of... Yes. Um, yes. All right. Because it says, looks do still come into play, of course. Lots of users want to connect with someone whose avatar is a doe-eyed woman in micro jorts. Or perhaps... Micro jorts. A... Yeah, micro jorts. Or perhaps a hyper-masculine beefcake Ugh. with mandibles that splay out and away from his mouth like bat wings. But just as many want to connect with a nice humanoid fox who shares a passion for houseplants or with a faceless demon who has a full set of sharp teeth and a healthy communication style. Wait a minute. If you're faceless, where do your full set of teeth go? That's a great. It's probably like a one big mouth with teeth and no eyes or nose. That's that's what I pictured. But mm-hmm. um but I, I, I also feel like I chose this article to entrap Jen slightly and like having her be horrified because further on in the article, it says that actually these places are really great refuges for people who live in small towns, LGBT people who feel closeted, yeah. um, it, also army people who travel all over the place and just all other kinds of people who feel like they're they couldn't express themselves in everyday life for whatever reason and that this allows them so up to like 50 percent of users identify as like lgbtq plus okay but how is this different than like a reddit thread or a chat because it's vr because you put on these headphones people oh this is another maybe you can find a quote about it camilo because you can touch each other in virtual world and many people report having like these phantom sensations so it's like It's just a different level. You don't get that in a Reddit thread. You're not looking at the person. They're not touching you. You're not interacting in this like environment in a space. Yeah. Right. Um, and I so, am, so okay. So right now I'm going to do an experiment. I'm touching my screen where you are, Jen. Do you feel me? T- 
touching <laughs> yeah you are grazing so you are slowly grazing my nipple and no no i'm doing your left cheek hold on is there is there a displacement no oh god i guess i'm just I was having in, dysmorphia did you feel Don't it in worry. your nipple instead of the, your cheek <laughs> yeah what a connection um, it's like it's like the it's like Phantom Thread Two. The movie is going to be about this. <laughs> oh my God, Kim! My finger. Wow. Let's see if I can feel it. What are you touching? I'm touching my camera. But but <laughs> what part of us? What part of you, me or Jen are you touching? Um, your cerebellums. <laughs> Can you feel that? I do do feel slightly itchy over up there. (laughs) Um, Okay. I have a question. Another question for you guys. Do you think that most people will end up meeting in IRL in real life? Anyone that they met in the metaverse and that will lead to like a meaningful and long-term relationship. It's addressed in the article. Oh, wow. They talk about a couple who did meet at IRL and one Mm -hmm. of them lived in Ireland or the UK or I think the UK and the other one lived in Wisconsin. And they realized after they met in person, VR would never cut it again. It was a sad Yeah. Right. But they also, the article talks about how everybody always kind of postpones the meeting Meeting IRL. They're scared, Uh, obviously. They are- they and they they come up with all kinds of you know straw man arguments like well the future of relationships is all virtual so why bother meeting in person or oh the covid situation has me scared so they, they they're clearly coming up with reasons not to because the reality is as somebody who online dated a lot in the early days the reality is going to be more mundane and disappointing probably than this exciting virtual world especially if you're like you've been floating you know through a galaxy in vr and now you're i don't know in an ihop i'm sorry but i i strongly disagree as someone who loves ihops um, <laughs> i love ihop too <laughs> experience is better than just like a real life diner interaction and a stack of flapjacks. Like yes. it's not, it doesn't compare. Like I think even the most mundane face-to-face interaction with someone that you really like, you know, is going to be better than VR. But Our- I fully support it, you know. Yeah. I fully support For those it. who are too, yeah. yeah. I fully support a closeted 19-year-old in a Christian family who is, like, coming into their, you know, uh, accepting their sexuality through uh, this medium. Totally. I I accept that. Me too. I I think it's a good... If you're a middle-aged man looking for, like, ladies who identify as foxes, I'm a little more suspect. (laughs) But, sure. As long as the fox lady is compliant, I don't know. Not compliant. Mean, I mean, yeah, is the wrong word. As long as the fox lady is consenting, consenting to this. That's a word. Thank you. Consenting. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Like anything that makes people feel more connected and less lonely and seen. I mean, it's hard to to argue that it's 
that it's a bad thing. I will always be suspicious of anything that originates <laughs> in laboratory. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, well, that's, that's one thing, though. Um, Camila, maybe you can find it quickly. It had a mention of some piece of literature mentioned, was it 1982, 1992, something, or maybe it was 1962, The that word, that phrase metaverse and people's yeah. conceptions about what that might be have been around before. Oh, like, yeah. Mark did not invent that. Yeah. yeah. So, the fact um, that he was able to copyright the word yeah it's kind of crazy yeah but it's it's been in literature for a long time and you know it's evolved very little theoretically i mean we've had virtual worlds for a long time yeah this a lot of people like live their lives on the sims like remember the sims they still exist yeah. Like, and that was people just build entire communities around that. And that's been around forever. Um, yeah. I um, you, guess what? We're in an hour. Wow. Okay. So if you have any final thoughts, I welcome them. You know, do your VR thing, but get out there and have flapjacks. At yes. Well, <laughs> you might like it. Don't be afraid. Don't 100%. be scared. No. Have all the fake syrups at IHOP. Yeah. The uh, the alleged Canadian maple. You know, yeah. maple syrup, the alleged berry syrup. Um, what other ones also, do they have? It's important to say that beauty is, is it is, it's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Like on the level. And it's a good thing that like increasingly that's true in society. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, so. All right. You know. So have you, have you been... Have you experienced a uh, virtual community in any of the decades that have passed? I mean, I will say that when I played World of Warcraft, I felt like I was kind of in a virtual community. Like I had uh, relationships with people that, um, and they were always encouraging me to go meet the core group of players in Alabama or wherever they were for their like six month meetings or whatever. So it wasn't romantic, but it was like, you know, we built this community by fighting, <laughs> you know, dragons and creatures on World of Warcraft, and now we are virtual friends. So that was like a phase of my life. Mm-hmm. And well, I remember AOL chat rooms. You know, those were based uh, around whatever interest or topic, and there were whole um, communities and and sort of hierarchies in those chat rooms. And that was what, at the very beginning of the, at the, of the internet. And did so, you ever yeah. feel like there was somebody who you met there who you wanted to meet IRL? Do you remember meetup.com? <laughs> meetup.com still yeah. exists. Oh, wow. I've used it extensively. When I moved to Florida, I used it quite a bit. I just I the dream of using it during Howard Dean's presidential campaign. <laughs> um, so please write us at halfway there, the podcast at gmail.com with any virtual experiences you might've had. If they ended up being a relationship, we definitely want to hear about it. Oh my God. If you got married in VR, uh, please let us, know. we'll have you on the show. We want if to you got married in VR or if you met on the Sims or roller coaster yeah. tycoon online, whatever. Love that stuff. 
Just um, rate and subscribe and write us a great review and give us five stars, five stars only on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on all of the platforms. We love you. I'm actually furious. It's been several weeks since we had a five-star review. I Yeah, unacceptable. Unacceptable. Please drop what you're doing. Stop listening to this bullshit and go write a review and rate five stars. Join our Patreon for freebies. And as you know, if you donate a thousand dollars a month, Jen will reveal the name of the obnoxious, I don't know. No, we never will. <laughs> I think that was the same price point for coming to stay at my bungalow in Barbados. <laughs> so it's you true. have a choice. Certain terms it may apply. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably will apply. Yeah. Uh, but please be Barbados. Um, if you listen, um, we love you. Please tell somebody else about this podcast. We love new listeners. We want to hear about them. And um, keep it perky. Keep it perky. And let me know if I should audition for Fox News. A hundred percent yes. Uh-huh. The thoughtful conservative. All right. Anyway, keep it perky. Bye. Bye. This has been halfway there, but it's also the end. The end of this episode of Halfway There. You get it. <laughs>